the grace of God and, and the peace of God. And above all else, the unconditional love of God are yours in Christ Jesus. I'd like to just read to you from 2 Samuel chapter 9 and might ask your prayers that I always say this guy's name correctly throughout the message, okay? You'll know why I'm asking for that when you hear me try to pronounce it. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever received an invitation from a king, a real king, to dine at his table? Wouldn't that be something? Well, a long time ago, when the children of Israel had kings, there was a young man by the name of Mephistopheth who received an invitation not just for a one-time dinner with the king, but a standing invitation to always eat at the king's table. And it was King David who had extended the invitation. And his place at the king's table was guaranteed by the king himself. Now, in case your Old Testament history is just a little bit rusty, let's refresh our memories about this guy, Mephibosheth. You say that once. I almost wanted to just nickname him Butch for this message. But no, I'm going to stay with Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth's dad was Jonathan, which makes him King Saul's grandson. Okay? And when Mephibosheth was five years old, both his dad Jonathan and King Saul were killed. And so there was a nurse who was charged with taking care of Mephibosheth and keeping him safe. And she was carrying him and running away from all that was going on. And as she was doing that, she fell and she dropped him. And both of his feet were injured to the extent that he was a cripple, lame, for the rest of his life. Now, sometime later, King David, you remember the relationship between King David and Jonathan, Mephibosheth's dad, and how King David had made a promise to Jonathan that should anything ever happen to Jonathan, he, David, would take care of his family for him. And so wanting to make good on that promise, David asked his advisors if there were any still surviving members of the family of Jonathan and Saul. And he was told that there was one, this boy, Mephibosheth. So now let's, uh, let's pick up the story in 2 Samuel chapter 9, okay? When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, you see, David said, bring him here. Bring him to my palace. He bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, your servant, he replied, don't be afraid, David said to him, 
For I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Now let's break from this story long, long, enough, long enough to appreciate what an unusual act this was on the part of King David. Normally when somebody like David assumed the throne, the first thing they did was to eliminate anybody from the previous reigning family so as to not have anyone sneak up on them and challenge them and take the throne back. And the way they would do that is they would kill them. David does the exact opposite. He invites Mephibosheth to come and be a guest at his table. Well, accordingly, Mephibosheth's initial reaction to David's kindness was one of genuine humility. He said to David, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? David pretty much ignored his comment and told his staff to, that Mephibosheth will always eat at my table. And a little later on, we're simply told, so Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's son. Wouldn't that be incredible? If something like that were to happen to you, that you would receive a standing invitation from the king to eat at his table, and that the invitation was guaranteed by the king himself. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. You've just been invited to eat at the king's table, haven't you? Here's a little more of what Jesus said that night regarding your place at his table. And I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred on me so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. This isn't just a one-time invitation, is it? This is a standing invitation from the king to be a guest at his table, and it is guaranteed by the king himself. Now, perhaps some of the same kinds of thoughts and questions are running through your minds as ran through mine as I wrote those words and wrote this, wrote this message out. Really? I'm welcome at the king's table? There's a place for me? at his table? Here is what gives us the guarantee that we, you, we are always welcome. You are always welcome and have a place at the king's table. It's really pretty simple. 
the king says so. But much like Mephibosheth, our reaction maybe runs along these lines. Who am I that I should have a place at his table? Do you remember the story that Jesus told of the two men who went up to the temple to pray? Let's just think for a moment of that temple as being the table of the king. And so in that story, as Jesus tells it, there is one guy who's not bashful at all about assuming his place at the table of the king, is he? In fact, he feels as though he is deserved a place at the king's table. In fact, he thinks it's a good day for the king, and the king is blessed to have such a guy like him be at his table. Remember how the Pharisee prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other men? And then there was the guy who knew he did not belong at the king's table. In fact, he was hesitant to even enter the room. And he certainly could not look up. He in no way, shape, or form felt as though he should be at the king's table. And so what did Jesus say in that story? Which one was welcomed at the king's table? It was the one who thought they were not worthy to be there. I tell you that this man, meaning the tax collector, the guy who knew he didn't belong, rather than the other, the guy who thought he belonged there, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. A few moments ago, when we confessed our sin, did you really mean it? When you entered God's house tonight, Were you somewhat hesitant in the sense of like the man who couldn't so much as look up to heaven and pray, God, be merciful to me, a sinner? Which of those two guys did you most closely resemble in your heart as you came to worship tonight? There's a place for you at his table isn't there. You are welcome at his table. You see, this isn't a table for people who think they have their acts together. This is a table for sinners. This is a table for folks who have broken the laws of God and know it. They admit it. They own it. They know that the invitation to the table is not based on their merit. Rather, they know that the invitation to this king's table is based on unconditional love and grace.
Do you know why he wants you at his table? It's so he can give you these four guarantees. Guaranteed number one, that you are loved unconditionally by God. You can't help but see that in knowing what stands behind this bread and this wine, the body and blood, the sacrifice of Christ of himself on the cross. What greater proof do you have of his unconditional love? And he wants you to come and be a guest at his table tonight to be able to receive that guarantee. Guarantee number two is you are not identified by your past. I know you come as I do with guilt of my sin and guilt of your sin and that that's defining you. But in this meal, the guarantee is you are forgiven. I will forgive their sins and remember them no more. That's why he wants you to come to this table so that you have this way of identifying yourself. I am God's forgiven and redeemed child. He wants you to come to this table tonight so that you can receive this guarantee that it is not on you. This thing called salvation, this, this goal of reaching heaven, of having eternal life, it is not on you, it is not on your merits. He did it all, and he gives you that finished work here as guests at his table when he gives you his body and he gives you his blood. For as we understand, where there is forgiveness of sins, which there is here, there is also life and there is salvation, which leads to the fourth guarantee that he wants you to have and why he wants you here at his table this night is so that you leave here with the certainty that you do have everlasting life in heaven. That's why he wants you here. That's why the king welcomes you to his table this night, so that you have those four guarantees. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. He took the king up on his offer. And do you think that he ever missed a meal? May the same be true for each of us. The king has invited us to be guests at his table. He's guaranteed we will always be welcome here. Let's take him up on his gracious offer. Let's take our place at his table. Let's do that often. The king invites you now to his table. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts, your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.